Hey, and welcome to Beyond Motherhood Radio. I am so honored to share this space with you. Here we'll talk all things motherhood, parenting, relationships, mindset, child development, and tapping into your purpose, all to help you live your most aligned and best life. My name is Brittany, and I am married to my high school sweetheart, a mother to four children under the age of six, a certified parenting coach, and a former elementary school teacher turned stay-at-home mom. I am on a mission to help you raise amazing humans while living your purpose and staying somewhat sane in the process. If you're ready to go beyond motherhood, let's jump in. Welcome back to the newest episode of Beyond Motherhood Radio. My name is Brittany LaJoy and I am your host. This discussion today might be something that's very foreign for you. If you took a look at the title of the episode, you might have even been hesitant to push play, but here we are because it's a very important topic. We're going to talk about the concept of repair, saying sorry, admitting your mistakes, apologizing. You get it. This might be foreign for you because you might not feel confident enough to do it in your own life. You might not feel like you are ready to apologize, especially if you feel like what you have done or the mistake that you've made. I'm speaking mostly with with children here, but also with your other relationships in your life. You might feel that they're trivial and so they don't need a an apology. I beg to differ, and I hope that after today's episode, you kind of kind of see where repair might be helpful in your life. Or this might be foreign to you because you've never experienced repair in your life, especially as a child. Today, first, I want to take a moment for some reflection for you. I want you to reflect on what repair might have looked like in your own home when you were younger. Your parent yells sends you to your room or to a space in your house that was kind of like the naughty space. They take away your TV time or they don't read you your nightly book or you're sitting in your room, you're on your bed and you're wondering if you'll ever feel better because you're just kind of isolated and you're there and something has happened. We don't know what the situation might be. Kind of tailor that to what it looks like in your home or what it did look like in your home, what you remember it being like in your home, what the feeling was. And you're sitting there by yourself. And now you've labeled yourself as five, six, seven, eight, twelve, as bad. You not only have been shamed by your parents, but you are internalizing your personal shame as well. Is there a relief in sight? Probably not. Now imagine what it would have felt like if you would have had some sort of repair. If you would have heard something like, I'm sorry for the way I reacted before bed. A lot of us hold on to stories and beliefs that we have told ourselves for years. We assume that because of certain instances in our childhood that your caregiver did not care about you because every time there was a rupture, a time of misunderstanding and ultimately hurt, they yelled or they sent you to your room and you seemingly and you were seemingly forgotten about. They forgot about you. Um and this is really common. So if you're a if you're an older caregiver like maybe my mom's listening today this this is not to like shame you. This is not to put any kind of blame or judgment on you. It's just how it might have gone for many of the listeners here. Because what we do a lot in the parent-centric mode when we're working with children and kind of reflecting back on what they might be feeling, we have to look at ourselves and I say this over and over and over. We're here to work on ourselves. We're here to 
understand what we have internalized, what assumptions we have made about ourselves, what stories we have told about ourselves, and what's coming up when we are in a a situation where we need to repair with our kids. And so again, if you're listening here and you're like, oh, I did that to my kid, don't feel, don't feel any remorse or regret about that. It's just what we need to reflect on today. So I have to say that with with that being said, I'm so thankful for our generation of parents and caregivers because we are the generation who will pave the way for our children and shift and change the generational patterns of our past. The things that have negatively impacted us that are now showing up in our adult lives, we have that ability to change that. And how lucky are we that we have podcasts, we have the internet, and we just have more educational resources nowadays. Uh, And we always say in parenting and in child development that you do better when you know better. And that's kind of what the evolution of parenting has become. We have we know so much more now, so we're doing so much better now um, in a lot of different ways. We also know negatives about a lot of things. And so we kind of like, you know, make that into more of an anxiety-ridden situation as well. So it can work negatively. But in this instance, when we're talking about rupture and repair, we can definitely use it to our advantage when we know better we do better. I'm a big fan of child development and brain science because for me, knowing what is actually happening in the brain when we are in moments of both rupture and repair, to me, are so important in understanding the bigger picture. What is really going on here? What's going to show up long-term and how can we solve this problem in the moment so that next time it becomes easier and easier and easier? Let me just say this first and foremost. It is never too late to repair. Just like it's never too late to have a day one of any new journey in your life, if you made a mistake 30 years ago, your child will still want to hear that you're sorry for what you did or that you now realize that you may have caused them unnecessary pain, even 30 years later. If the rupture happened 10 minutes, 10 hours, 10 days, or 10 years ago, it's never too late to make it right or to recognize you're wrong. So put on those big girl pants, put aside your ego and work on righting your wrong. And I'm going to share with you how to do that right now. Let's dive into repair when it comes to our children for the sake of our audience today. But do know that the verbiage that I use can be used for any age and in mostly any situation. Obviously, the things I say, they might not feel authentic to you. So kind of tailor that to what that might feel or look like for you. I don't know about you, but sometimes asking a child to apologize when you know it's just a means to an end for them, like they're on the playground and you say, say sorry, say sorry, say sorry. They say sorry and then run off while the other child is still sitting there crying. That feels super authentic, at least to me. And I referenced this a few episodes back and this might be a polarizing topic, but I think that there are much better ways to come to a desired result of an apology, which if we think about it, a desired result of an apology is just getting over a problem and providing a solution. And we want to do that pretty quickly, right? If we're asking a kid, apologize, apologize, say sorry, say sorry, usually we want that to just be over and done with quickly. So rather than doing that, rather than a forced sorry, asking a friend what they need or are you okay feels much better in providing a solution with the help of the child. Because remember, we are helping them 
to be able to be independent problem solvers, it's not our job, even as gentle parents, to solve things for them. In fact, I feel that we are responsible for giving them more space and more opportunity to do that on their own. It's actually been showing up a lot in my own life recently at different places where kids kind of come together. And I'll use an example here. We were we were at a place where there was a lot of kids and my child was having kind of not a disagreement, but they another child wanted to play with the same toy. And my personality as a parent is to sit back and let my child kind of work through it and solve it and use their words if they have them. And that is not the case for a lot of other parents. So the other parent kind of swooped in and said, give it back. Like it's, they were playing with it first, that kind of thing. And, and I'm not going to step on, on another parent's toes in that instance, but my response is always, my default response is always to sit back and watch how that plays out because I have confidence in that either my child's going to solve the problem or they are going to ask for my help. So I'll wait to see kind of what that looks like for them. So back on topic here, when we model repair and genuine apology, we are showing them how to do that in their own lives and with their own relationships at the same time. It's the same for us as parents. Have you ever apologized to your spouse just to smooth things over without really feeling the remorse? So, so guilty of this. And actually, this happened just the other night. I was like, I am not that sorry, but I'm going to say sorry just so that we can move on from here. And I would offer that this type of repair can work in the moment if you're doing it to model it for your kids. What I mean by this is that if you are struggling with something with your spouse and you want to show repair for your children, the quick apology and repair is still beneficial, even if it doesn't feel 100% authentic in the moment. The key here for the sake of your relationship is to ensure that that quick, perhaps inauthentic apology is replaced at some point, probably in private, with a sincere, I regret how I spoke to you type of conversation. This will strengthen your repair muscle in all of your relationships. So each time it won't feel as hard. It won't feel as strange or as new. And because like working out, the muscle takes time and practice to build. And the only way to get stronger is to pick up those weights, is to practice the repair, is to admit your fault and start working on it. I believe that teaching our children to respond with a meaningful repair starts with modeling with them. It's not easy. It's not seamless. It's impactful over time, just with everything that we talk about here on this podcast. So to kind of wrap up what we're talking about today in this really quick episode, I want to give you some tangible things, tangible uh, verbiage that you can use to offer a meaningful repair. Here's what a recipe, if you will, for meaningful repair could look like, and you can start with it today with your children and your spouse. So the first thing you're going to do is connect. You're going to find a quiet one-on-one time when it can just be you and that person. Then you're going to ask for ask for their consent. And I know this might feel a little inauthentic. I keep using that word in itself. Like, oh, can I please apologize to you? But really like, If you're going to engage in a conversation with somebody and you really want it to be like an intimate, meaningful repair, it's it's important to ask for their consent. It's important that they're listening with you. They're there with you in the conversation and they're not just going to zone out like, are you ready to talk about this? 
Is it okay if we try and repair what happened earlier this afternoon? And then here is the next two are the most important, I feel personally, but they're also the most tricky to get out. Like sometimes you just, your throat might even close up. So you're going to validate and then own your fault. So it might sound something like this. I imagine that you're feeling blank. I imagine that you're feeling angry with me. And then you're going to admit your fault because of my choice to disregard your feelings when you were talking about X, Y, and Z. Okay? And then you're going to share a truth. This is a little bit tricky for it to come out naturally as well. But again, as you practice it, it's going to get easier. I regret how I blank because it caused you to blank. Then you offer some hope. Offer hope. Give them some positivity. Let them know that in the future, I will do my best to blank. And then at the end of your repair, I, I'll go through this again just so that you can connect it again if you need to take notes. Go ahead and do that. But solidify the repair. For now, would it support you if I blank? Okay. So I'm going to go through that again really quickly. The first thing in a meaningful repair with a spouse or a child or anybody else in your life is to connect, ask consent. Again, this is to make sure that they're ready to hear what you're going to say. Validate their feelings. Own your fault. Share a truth. Show that you're regretful. Offer some hope and positivity for the future. And then solidify it. So solidifying it would look like what is the solution we're going to do right now in this moment. If I'm being honest, which I always am here, repair is needed in our home pretty much on the daily. We're always making mistakes. And it's one of the things actually that I really focus on, I guess, if you will, because I use it as an opportunity to show that I am very human and my kids are allowed to be human too. I have one child I've talked about quite a few times who does not like to make mistakes and it's really hard for him to make mistakes. And I constantly need to, when I do make a mistake, to offer that as just a growing point for him and myself. And so part of that is the repair piece because we want to see that we have solutions to things. Everything has a solution. Everything is figure outable. And so again, we use the the mistakes in our home as as teaching points. And please don't think that everything we do in our home is a teaching point because it's not. We have a lot of times and it's not a teaching point and we just bypass it or we just move on from what we were what we were doing or we don't look at it as something that's going to really impact them for the future every single time that they say something or have a response to something. It's not like that. But if you are being more aware in your relationship with your children, which you are because you are becoming an empowered parent every single day that you're learning new things, new skills, new tactics, as your kids are growing, you're growing too. As you're becoming more of an empowered parent, you're going to become more of an aware parent as well. And so you can use more of these opportunities to teach and to offer modeling and offer your type of response of what it might look like for you as the adult so that your kids can see as well. So sometimes our mistakes in our rupture and repair are more intense and other times they're simple mistakes, but no matter what, that repair always makes an impact. So as we close out today, just remember it is literally never too late to repair. So with that, 
Have a beautiful week and I can't wait to see you next time. Take care. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I hope you love this episode. And if you did, would you please share it with another mom friend? We cannot support each other enough these days. And perhaps sharing this podcast will bring some light to someone else in your life. Feel free to leave a rating and review so we can continue to have these important parenting conversations together. With that, I'll see you next time. Take care.